This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of femoral neck stress fractures from the knee and sports section on orthobullets.com. Let's start this episode with a quick summary. A femoral neck stress fracture is a fracture of the femoral neck secondary to repetitive loading that comes in two patterns, compression-sided, that is the inferior medial neck, or tension-sided, that is the superior lateral neck. Diagnosis can often be made on radiographs alone, but MRI studies should be obtained in patients with normal radiographs with a high degree of suspicion for stress fracture. Treatment of compression-sided fractures less than 50% of the femoral neck width may be non-operative with restricted weight-bearing. Surgical screw fixation is indicated for tension-sided stress fractures or compression-sided fractures greater than 50% of the femoral neck width. Now, let's get into the episode. With respect to epidemiology, as far as demographics, femoral neck stress fractures are common in runners. Moving on to etiology, the mechanism of a femoral neck stress fracture is secondary to repetitive loading of the femoral neck. The pathophysiology is related to repetitive loading that causes microscopic fractures in the femoral neck. This is known as crack initiation. Continued repetitive loading does not allow for healing response, and subsequently a stress fracture occurs. This is known as crack propagation. Associated conditions with femoral neck stress fractures includes relative energy deficiency in sport, formerly known as the female athlete triad. This is characterized with amenorrhea, an eating disorder, and osteoporosis. This must be considered in any female athlete with a stress fracture. Now, let's talk about some relevant anatomy. So muscle insertions around the femoral neck include the iliopsoas, quadratus femoris, gluteus medius, and piriformis. As far as the blood supply to the femoral neck, this is provided by two branches of the femoral artery, including the medial femoral circumflex artery and the lateral femoral circumflex artery. In terms of the biomechanics of the femoral neck, it's important to understand the compression side versus the tension side. The compression side is considered the inferior medial neck with weight-bearing, while the tension side is the superior lateral neck with weight-bearing. Moving on to the presentation of a femoral neck stress fracture, patients will typically have a history of overuse or an increase in the normal training regimen. Symptoms include insidious onset of pain, which improves with cessation of activity, while high-impact activities increase the pain. Patients will typically report anterior thigh or groin pain with weight-bearing. Physical exam is usually a benign exam, however patients may have tenderness directly over the femoral neck region with deep palpation. Moving on to imaging, recommended views on radiographs include an AP pelvis as well as an AP and lateral of the hip. Findings are usually negative, however later findings include a linear lucency and cortical changes. An MRI is sensitive and specific for the diagnosis of a femoral neck stress fracture. It detects early changes, and this is the modality of choice for stress fractures when radiographs are normal. A bone scan has good sensitivity but very poor specificity, therefore MRI is better. Now let's talk about the treatment of femoral neck stress fractures, which can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes non-weight-bearing, crutches, and activity restriction. This is indicated for compression-sided stress fractures with a fatigue line of less than 50% of the femoral neck width. Operative options include ORAF with a percutaneous screw fixation. Indications include a tension-sided stress fracture, a compression-sided stress fracture with a fatigue line of greater than 50% of the femoral neck width, and finally another indication is progression of a compression-sided stress fracture. The technique of ORIF with percutaneous fixation involves using three 6.5mm or 7mm cannulated screws. Post-operative weight-bearing will be as tolerated. As far as complications of femoral neck stress fractures, the ones to know include fracture progression completion, varus settling, avascular necrosis, non-union, and refracture. In terms of fracture progression completion, 
This will happen if the fracture is unrecognized and the athlete continues to train. Fracture completion is associated with severe disabling complications. Fracture progression slash completion precludes return to prior activity levels, that is, elite athletes will not be able to return to prior levels following a displaced fracture. Finally, just remember that prognosis of a femoral neck stress fracture is dependent upon patient compliance. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic might be tested. First question. A 22-year-old college cross-country runner developed hip and groin pain that initially started while running, but is now painful when walking across campus. Radiographs show no evidence of a stress fracture and an alpha angle of 45 degrees as well as a lateral center edge angle of 30 degrees. An MRI shows focal intense marrow edema in the superior lateral femoral neck. What is the most appropriate treatment? And the choices are 1. Operative treatment with percutaneous screw placement. 2. Hip arthroscopy with cam resection. 3. Hip arthroscopy to treat both cam and pincer impingement. 4. Non-operative treatment with NSAIDs and reduction in mileage and five, non-operative treatment with partial weight-bearing. The correct answer to this question is one, operative treatment with percutaneous screw placement. So the history and MRI findings are consistent with a tension-sided femoral neck stress fracture for which the most conservative treatment is percutaneous screw placement. To quickly review, groin pain in an athlete is a nonspecific complaint with a large differential diagnosis, including adductor strain, iliopsoas tendonitis, femoral acetabular impingement, labral tears, and stress fractures. Treatment of non-displaced tension-sided fractures is still somewhat controversial as there are no prospective studies comparing non-operative and operative treatment. Most authors, mindful of the potential for serious complications should this fracture displace, view tension-sided fractures with a great deal of respect and recommend either extremely cautious conservative treatment or internal fixation. In the review by Shin and Gillingham, they recommend treating tension-sided injuries aggressively with cannulated screws as soon as the diagnosis is clear to avoid the potentially catastrophic sequelae of displacement, prevent the harmful effects of bed rest, and allow early weight-bearing with crutches. The article by Hadjik and Noble from 1982 was one of the early case series describing femoral neck stress fractures in distance runners. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 2, hip arthroscopy with cam resection, and answer 3, hip arthroscopy to treat both cam and pincer impingement are both incorrect, as these are procedures for femoral acetabular impingement, not for stress fractures. The measurements described in the stem are within the normal range. Answer 4, non-operative treatment with NSAIDs and reduction in mileage, and 5, non-operative treatment with partial weight-bearing are both incorrect, as non-operative treatment is not usually recommended, but successful reports in the literature have used strict non-weight-bearing with 3-plus weeks of bed rest, followed by prolonged crutch use. And moving on to the final question, a 24-year-old female marathon runner experiences gradual onset of right groin pain. Initially, it was only painful during running, but now it's painful with walking. She has no mechanical symptoms and denies back or lower leg symptoms. On exam, she has pain when attempting a straight leg raise and with passive internal rotation of the hip. Pelvis and hip radiographs demonstrate normal acetabular version and normal femoral head-neck offset. What is the next most appropriate step in her care? And the choices are 1. Intraarticular hip corticosteroid injection. 2. Tapered oral corticosteroid dosing regimen for one week. 3. EMG and nerve conduction studies. 4. MR imaging of the hip, and 5. CT abdomen and pelvis to evaluate for sports hernia. The correct answer to this question is 4. MR imaging of the hip. 
So gradual onset progressive groin pain in a marathon runner is concerning for a femoral neck stress fracture, which warrants further imaging, such as an MRI or bone scan. Normal radiographs are common and do not preclude the presence of a stress fracture. Treatment recommendations are based on the location and severity of the fracture. Compression-sided fractures are usually treated non-operatively with protected weight-bearing until pain-free and cessation of running until healed. Tension-sided fractures and fractures that involve more than 50% of the femoral neck are generally treated operatively with percutaneous screw placement. A careful evaluation of the training regimen, dietary history, and menstrual history should also be performed. That's all for this review about femoral neck stress fracture. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow OrthoBullets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast.